Hi, I'm Haley, author of the book blog, Brook and Binding. And I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author of Take My Sunshine, coming winter 2024. And this is Lit Sis. Hey, Mad. Yeah, Haley. Don't you have an Instagram? I do have an Instagram. You can see all that I'm reading at Maddie Reads a lot. M-A-D-D-Y, right? right, M-A-D-D-Y. And then don't you have another one? I do. I do have a new Instagram that you can follow me for all of my author things at Emmy Glenn's underscore author. M-E-G-L-I-N-Z underscore author. I love it. I also have an Instagram. Ooh, yes. Would you like to share? It's Brooke and Binding. Mm -hmm. And if you want to see anything about LitSys itself, you can find information about LitSys at LitSys Podcast on Instagram as well. Go check them out. Happy Friday, Lit Sisters. I know that this is not a typical Friday in a typical episode, but um, I, Maddie, have been very busy lately. I've traveled a ton and then worked a ton, and then Haley is currently preparing for her finals week. So today we thought that we would give you a throwback episode about authors that we would never read again. Ooh. I hope you guys enjoy this throwback episode. If you've listened to it before, I hope that you still enjoy if you've not listened to it before, I hope it'll inspire you to listen to some older episodes of LitSys that are just as good as well. Without further ado, here is a blast from the past. Happy Friday, LitSisners, and we are coming to you Thursday. <laughs> that is true. This Maddie, is not recorded on Friday. Yes. Um, as you guys know, we said last episode that Maddie has currently moved again and she is starting she started her new job and so we are having to record remotely but when she is in town we have said that we're going to try to get some stuff pre-recorded for you guys um so you'll get to hear us together recording um but for now obviously you'll hear that Maddie and I aren't together but it's exciting it's a great you know new season and I feel like Especially with everything that's going on in the world, it's so great to be able to celebrate these little, I mean, this isn't little, but, like, these moments throughout. Like, you know what I mean? This is yeah. something to celebrate, be excited. Celebrate the, celebrate the small things in the midst of pandemic. Exactly. And, honestly, moving is not a small thing, but. No, it's a huge thing. And started a brand new job. Mm-hmm. Like, my first, like, career job. Yeah. So, for those it's... who are who have not paid attention to LitSys or don't know, I'm a nurse. So, that's my job. I work 12-hour shifts. It's a good It's a good gig. So that is why we're coming to you Thursday night, actually. Um, Maddie just got off of a 12-hour shift. She works tomorrow, a 12-hour shift, so we wouldn't be able to get a recording out to you guys. Like, we try to do them Friday morning for you guys, so it's nice and fresh. But uh, because of her new work schedule, we're having to do some things in advance. However... We cannot do that tomorrow morning because I will be working. Yeah, that's why I said we're doing things in advance. Yeah, I know. I'm just reiterating. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to be coming to you guys and talking about authors that we will never read again. And this topic was inspired by a booktuber, which if you guys don't know yet or by now, booktube or booktuber is people who have book accounts or reading accounts on YouTube. 
And this girl's, I believe it's like books with Emily Fox or reading with Emily Fox, but her name is Emily Fox. No and, way. Yeah. And um, she actually has some really cool um, books, you guys, or videos about books for you guys to check out. Um, she doesn't really do very many book reviews, no, which is really interesting. She just has like some really cool topics and when maddie and i stumbled across this specific video i was like "Ooh, like i wonder if any authors that she doesn't want to read like i really like or ones that i would agree with her or i disagree and it was just real it was just a really fun video and so we thought hey let's do this for litsis yeah so we're going to talk about the authors that will never read again so emily fox she had like a criteria that said to have read at least two of the books by the author and we didn't have that criteria however all four of my authors I've actually read more than one book of so I've read two or more um but that wasn't a criteria that we made for ourselves well now I feel like I need to pick new authors no don't I mind it was complete well here's the thing I was just trying really hard to like well part of the thing is I wanted to choose a bunch of like classic authors that I've only read one book of and I was like I can't choose a classic author because they're good for a reason like they're classic for a reason I just may not vibe with it but that doesn't mean like I can't ever convince myself to read one again mm-hmm. but these ones I for sure was like Meh, no yeah I think I oh excuse me <sighs> telling you guys nighttime um <laughs> I I feel like for mine I read, like I said, 50%. So, like I said, we have four of them. And two, for sure, I've read more than one. And the other two, I have not. And I think my two that I have not, um, well, one of them, for sure, is very controversial. Um, but I don't know. We'll see what you think about him. One yeah, of the, I, I, I'm excited. Because we don't know. We don't know which ones or which authors each of us have picked. So, it's going to be interesting. Let's see if any of them are the same, too. Yeah. That'd be fun. Okay, so do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Um, I can go first. Okay. What so, is your first author? My first author is Veronica Roth. Oh. So she wrote the Divergent series, and that's the only thing um, that's the only thing of hers that I've ever read, which is three books. She also has, like, a like a little mini book. Um, for the Divergent series called for written in the different characters' perspective, um, which I have not read. I'm saying that I will never read Veronica Roth again because she's not good with her storyboard, like the actual plot line of the story, how it goes along. What was so frustrating for me is she wrote these characters that were like mildly frustrating and irritating to me. And then at the same time, she created a plot that made absolutely zero sense where the ending didn't really match the beginning. And I really felt like she was writing the book and then was like, oh, crap, now I have to think of a sassy ending. Uh, 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 and then just, like, made one up. Like, it didn't feel like everything in her novel in her novels were cohesive. And it just has really turned me off to ever wanting to read anything by her again because I prefer my books to make sense. And I personally think that the way that the series ended up going didn't make any sense for how it had been previously set up. And I think I was just hoping it would go a different way. And because of that, I just don't want Veronica Roth to disappoint me again. So anything, if she writes 
anything else in the future, I am not going to give it a go. See, that's really interesting. And, you know, even just you talking about that is making me even question some of the people that I have written down. Oh, like, really? I think I might actually change one of mine because a new author just came to my mind. Um, so I'll, I'll just let me just say one of the authors that I am now taking off. I'll just kind of mention them because I thought of somebody else. Um, one of the authors that I did have on here is Stephanie Garber, and she does the uh, Caraval. Caraval. Yes. Now, the reason I'm going to say that I'm taking her off is because I feel like like her writing wasn't bad. It just wasn't like – and, like, the premise was interesting, but, like, that's, like, the first book of a series, and I've not felt led to read the rest of them. And I feel like in a way that that's different than, like, I'm never reading them again because I read the whole they're series. just – Yeah, and they're horrible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just something about her writing specifically. So I so I am actually replacing wow. her with somebody else. Um, An amendment. I am. Um, so the person I'm actually going to be replacing her with is Rick Riordan. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so Rick Riordan, if you guys don't know – and I'll explain why in a second. But Rick Riordan, if you guys don't know, has written quite a few different series. Um, Percy Jackson series. Um, he's he's got like tons of different spinoffs. So he's got like um, Egyptian gods, and he's got um, like obviously yeah Nordic, and then obviously the Olympians. So got like Greek gods. Um, but yeah, it's just really like I read new Roman gods as well. I think, so. like, he's got, like, multiple, like, and, and this is the reason I will probably not read again, so let me just dive into it. So I read his first original series, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, and there's, like, five books, and I believe, and the last book, it took forever for that to come out, so I actually never finished the series. Um, it yeah, took really? forever for it to come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, like, loved them, like, loved, loved, loved them so much. But then the reason I'm not going to want to read him again, honestly, is because I feel like he is just like diving into realms of like, oh, just because this is an option, might as well write about it. Like, oh, I'll take this side character, might as well give them a whole series or might, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just feels like too much. It just feels excessive. And it feels like I'm not, I'm not here for the extra. Like, I feel like almost every year or every little while I'll like go into a, bookstore and I'm like oh Rick Riordan has a new book out again like it just feels like the never-ending story um so I think that's the reason I'm gonna not read him again not that I don't like his writing I think I think he is a great writer like I said I really liked his original series again didn't read the last one but the rest of my loved it just feels like beating a dead horse a little bit like really come on so I just don't I don't think I want to dive into that avenue anymore so I think I think with him it's like I've I've given myself that chance. I know him as an author. Where Stephanie Garber, it's like I've read one book and it was like meh. So you know what I'm saying. So that's that's why I changed it. That's a fair point. And yeah, honestly, that's kind of how I feel about another author that I have on my list. Oh, so a good segue. Sorry guys, I'm eating a little bit because I am hungry and I worked a long time. No judgment, please. So, it's not the first time you've eaten on the podcast. Shut up. 
I'm not even eating real food. I'm eating candy. Okay, well. So now you can judge me. Yes. Anyway, the next author I have on my list is Cassandra Clare. Oh. So I read six of her books <laughs> when I was overseas last summer. Purely because I was getting near the end of my trip. And I needed books to read. And I was out of money. <laughs> and someone else had bought all of the books and left them there when she left. Why don't you tell what series it is, me? Oh, it's the whatever, the City of Angels or whatever. City of Bones? City of Bones. There we go. I don't remember anymore. But it's about- You blocked them out. I did. Angels and demons and stuff like that. And And fairies. And fairies. Gross. And so she actually has, like, at least two side series where it's, like, Clockwork clockwork Prince, Clockwork Princess, and then something else. I don't really care. Um so the reason I'm never going to read her again is same with the Rick Riordan. And she has drug this into the ground. Like she created this whole world, which was really interesting. First two books. But then it just kind of got crazy and out of control and things would happen. And then she would be like, JK, that didn't happen. Or like, JK, what you thought happened didn't happen. And instead, this happened. And it felt like she just really didn't know where she wanted to go with the series. For, yeah, yeah. Like for, so it's kind of like... Oh, this would be a cool idea. I'm writing. I'm writing. Actually, I don't really like where this is going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take it all away. Instead of yeah. like deleting everything, it's like I'm gonna just keep it. Keep going. Yeah. And it was super annoying. Where is her editor? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Here's the thing. The most annoying plot hole. To, well, not plot hole, but the most annoying thing she did with her plot for me personally is that from the very first book, something happens to. Sorry, something happens to a main character. I apologize to my cabinet. Um, so from the very first book, something happens to one of the main characters that kind of changes the course of his story, the rest of the book, the rest of the series. And then in the very last book, everything that happened to him gets undone. Like everything, like all the things that like multiple other things happened to him. And you're like, oh man, that sucks for him, man. Come on. Can you get a break? And then by the end of it, she literally just like, there's like this magic thing that happens. And then he's not affected by anything anymore. And then he's totally normal again. And I'm like, that is the stupidest thing you could ever do. Why the crap would you make your character go through all this stuff only for him to end up exactly where he was before? I feel like both of your authors so far, you are very, like, critical of their plot structure. Yes. Like, that's, like, the biggest thing. Yeah, with those two authors you just named off. Like, the first two on your list. You're like, yeah, like you could, I mean, you're not even saying that they're bad, right? Like, like their writing is good. It's like, they just don't know what the heck they're doing or where they're going. And that's what's bothersome to you. So you're like, screw that. I don't want to be a part of that. I mean, not screw that. And like, anyway, not like that, but like, (laughs) whatever. I should have said that and said, whatever. You're such a mom (laughs) No, but seriously, I just cannot handle it when someone does not think through their story and so because of and, and and it's very obvious like i think sometimes people don't think through their stories but it's not obvious these are so obvious and so irritating and just show that they're just really inconsistent and unsure what they really want to do with their stories that because of that i'm just i can't read anything else cassandra claire has written because it was good at first but then she can like there were so many times where, like a character would die jk they didn't actually die these characters were related jk they're not actually related and i'm like this is endless. Please stop this torture of 
changing the plot every two seconds. Okay, I'm done. But yes, I'm not reading any more Cassandra Clare. <laughs> See, and I feel like before I dig into my second author, well, kind of like second and a half, because uh, <laughs> I gave like <laughs> one and a half. Um, when it, it feels like you, uh, I want to say, I want to pull up, of course, I want to talk about Harry Potter. JK. She knew where to stop. She, well, no, let me just say. Okay, sorry. If she had a twist, if something was going to be a twist in the long run, there were little hints and oh, seedlings. Sure. So it wasn't like out of thin air. It's like, it might feel like it came out of nowhere, but when you reflected and you were like, oh, it was like gosh. these like connect the dot moments of like, yes. oh my gosh. So that is what it sounds like is missing in, especially that series you're talking about, City of Bones, like that. Those little plot holes, or not plot holes, but like the the dots like to connect, little, like they the weren't illusions. there. Mm-hmm. They were not there. They were not present, especially also in Divergent. Like if she had alluded to what the third book was going to be about early on, it wouldn't have felt so out of left field. But she didn't, and it. Oh, I'm so angry about it. Anyway, mm. Kaylee, what's your second author? I'm getting so heated about this. My second author, well, second and a half author, I will say, is someone that I've already mentioned on the podcast before. Um, it is an author that has written more than this one series. Again, same kind of thing. But because of my experience with them, I will not be ever picking them up again. And it's not like they're super, they're not like super mainstream anymore I would say you don't really hear much from this author I don't know if she's still writing or not but the author I'm referring to is Cornelia Funk okay and she wrote the Inkheart series which I on one of our podcasts I think it was books that we would not recommend or something I, I can't remember what was we, I think it was books we regret reading oh yes 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 her series I read like I believe in middle school and, like, they just got so dark and so just, I don't know. I just, like, I've said on the podcast, it just gave me, like, this weird, look, gucky, gross feeling inside. Like, just, it just, ma- it left me feeling, like, affected in a negative way. And I feel like if we, I feel like if people read enough books, you guys might understand what I'm talking about when I say that, where it's, like, you physically feel, I mean, like, when we read, we're really, like, a lot of times, we really get into the characters and their worlds and we're really opening ourselves up to that story and what the author has created and what the author has, has put into this book. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we are mm-hmm. opening ourselves up to that. And I feel like I felt really, I don't know. It's just, uh, that's a vulnerable thing to do. Honestly, that's why it's really smart to pick and choose like what you're reading and what you're that's putting why in. Books should have readings. That's true. Cause it's be smart. To, like, it, I mean, I even was talking with my husband a little bit ago about just being intentional about the media that we consume as well and like not even just books but like what music we listen to or tv shows or movies or whatever because it's like like you're just opening yourself up to potential things that are just unnecessary or just could be you know never and the creators probably most of them already they kind of know what they're doing they know they might be you know pushing limits or whatever I'm not saying she meant to do that but as like a YA author kind of like fantasy like she's got really great ideas but like literally the third book of the series is called Ink Death and it's just like it just goes so dark and it's like 
you got to remember who your audience is. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. I mean, so sorry, my little tangent, but that's just been on my mind lately. And um, I just feel like when we do pick up books, we need to be intentional about what we're picking up. And I would not recommend that series to anybody, honestly. And I wouldn't, I, and I, I have no desire to look up any of what her other books are and even see if they sound mildly interesting because I just, I just don't think I, I would, I think I just have like a, I don't know, I just have like this emotional, obviously, as you can tell, negative connection to her <laughs> that yeah, has stuck with strong. me for years and years. So it's very strong. Yes. So Cornelia, like 50 years ago for you, 50. Yep. I'm old. (laughs) Um, no, I, I know. I feel bad saying that because I know people pour their heart and soul out, (laughs) whether that's good or bad, their heart and soul. Uh, I'm not saying she's a bad person or anything, but I'm just saying, read your audience and like Harry Potter does go dark, but, but like it just gradually gets there. And I feel like it was the kids were reading it as like, she didn't immediately go first book, super lighthearted, second book, medium, third book, you know, everyone's dying. It's like mm-hmm. took seven books to get to there, especially like, I would say like five, six and seven, it took multiple books to get there. And it's not all at once either. It's like little bits mm-hmm. here and there. And there is still more lightheartedness, but Anyway, I don't mind darkness. I read, I mean, goodness gracious, you guys, I read thrillers and horror stuff, like, all the time. It's just, this book, I'm on a tangent. Stop me now. Hey, what's, your, what's your third author? You know who also put their heart and soul into a book? You. Lord Voldemort. Ah. <laughs> That's a good pun. <laughs> but also me. Okay, fine. I'll say my third one. So my third one is an author that I more recently have read. I read two of her books, and I plan on not reading any more. And that is Sally Rooney. Mm. So she wrote Conversations with Friends, which I gave five out of five stars when I read it because I read it in like, like only a few hours and it was captivating, but Conversations with Friends just means sex. That's all the book is, but I enjoyed the characters. However, then I read her book, Normal People, which is a, a TV series on Hulu. And I think what she meant by normal people is boring people. Yeah. It is so boring. The characters are so problematic. I it's it's like it's like the epitome of the lack of communication. And I just feel like the characters just made problems out of nothing. That's the worst. And it's is literally the worst that makes me want to like just scream at them. <sighs> Movies, TV shows, whatever. Use your words. Yeah. Communicate with the people that you're having issues with and you won't have issues. But again, you need conflict for a story, but whatever. It just irritates me when the conflict is literally just people refusing to engage with one another. Yeah. The book that I am hoping to finish tonight has had bits of that as well, where it's like people have secrets and they don't really want to share what happened. And, um, and then it's like, oh, one minute. It's like, it's like the Jonas Brothers song. I'm oh hot. You're cool. You go around like you know. You can stop now. That's not like cop. I mean, I can't like get in trouble for singing that, can I? Whoopsie. Hopefully not. Um, I don't even think I was in the right key. Maybe I was. 
Anyway, oh, it just feels gosh. like it just feels like when characters are like that's what you're talking about, where they kind of like avoid each other, and it's like, oh, we're we're good one minute. Oh, just kidding. I'm gonna run away from you because I'm having emotions and what I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what your book was about, but that's kind of parts of my book right now, and it gets a little that's, old after a while. Yeah, that's pretty similar. And I just, I I think my my review, and I think I've said this before of normal people was that. What Sally Rooney and I think are interesting stories about people are just on two different ends of the spectrum or something. Yeah, yeah, you did say that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just not going to dive down there again. It's just boring, honestly. There are good books about normal people's lives, and then there are bad books. And I just think that these are bad ones, and I don't think I'm going to read from her again. Unless it gets, like, all of these are, like, stipulation stellar reviews like yeah that's the thing too though like i feel like with good reviews as well it can draw you in and be like that's why some of the authors that i considered talking about i was like well maybe that storyline does sound interesting and maybe you know like if if they write a new one i'm saying if there's like a new one i'm like well that does kind of sound interesting maybe i'll give it a chance i think that's why that girl emily fox has like a two book stipulation because it's like at least she's read two or started two of them and gave the author at least, like, let me give you a second chance kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they still were bad. And the author that I want to talk about next, I've only given one. Oh, maybe I'll hold that person to the end. I'll do the next person. I have given three chances to. And I have, I think I have decided no. At least three. Maybe two. I think I know which one this is. Well, I immediately said three, but maybe it's only been two. I don't remember. At least two or three. And this author is Lisa Jewell. I knew it. Yeah. Ugh, I just, I have tried. I have tried. And I'm telling you, though, that one pod, I listened to a podcast with her. And the way she described, the way she, how she writes books, I cannot get that out of my head. And it has haunted me in a negative way ever since like it, it taints every book I pick up that is potentially like that oh is hers gosh. and I don't know if I should say that because I don't want to ruin it for other people say but it she, she it's it's the plot thing it's the plot it's the thing plot. she plot doesn't really book. she doesn't know when she starts a book how it's gonna end Especially which with a thriller, you should know I know it's a thriller and and maybe when she said that she means I don't know where the characters are going to take me. I don't know. Like, maybe she knows, like, the main thing, but she's not sure w- how it's all going to play out. But it literally, she even said, I think in the podcast she said something like, um, it's the Barnes & Noble podcast, by the way, if someone wants to look it up. But I think she said something along the lines of, like, it was her newest book that just, not the one that's coming out this year, but the one last year, The Family Upstairs. And she said something of like, like, so how did she get there? And she was like, I didn't know. I had to figure. She's like, oh, yeah, I got to I gotta piece these stories together. Or, like, something like that, where it was, like, as she was writing it, she was figuring it out. And I just and, – and I know that that can be freeing and liberating for a writer to kind of see where the story takes you. But if you're going to, like, write a thriller, you have to at least – again, it's, like, those little illusions. Like, if you have a big twist at the end it, or whatever – it can't just come at the end. You've got to, like, nod to it beforehand. And that's what makes it good. And so I feel like she isn't a bad author. I just feel like her her twists are pretty predictable for the most part for me. 
or for two, I'm kind of like just disturbed by them. And I don't feel like it's worth my time to try to give her another chance. I just don't, I just don't know. I don't think so. And she's one of those people who gets rave reviews. So that's why it's kind of like, you can't really trust reviews either. You got to kind of feel your way out yourself. Yeah. See, I think I've, have my, have I only read the family upstairs? I don't know. I read at least two. What are the two that you've read? I read Watching You and I've read, oh no, I've read three. There's only the okay. I've read Watching You, I've read The Family Upstairs, and I read The Girls in the Garden. And I will say The Girls in the Garden was probably the best one I, out of the three, honestly. Um, that's the thing. I have a hard time saying like she because I read Watching You first and it was meh. I read Girls in the Garden second and it was better. And I thought, oh, let me try a third one, and then it was meh again. And so now I'm kind of like whatever. She just kind of over her. Yeah, it's kind of over her. Wait, that's fair. Yeah. So what's your last author? I feel like I, I've held on to someone that I feel like is pretty is going to be kind of crazy and controversial to say. So I'm interested to see your last author. So this is pretty controversial. But I've gotten to this conclusion. So I've read three of their books. And when I mean there, I mean plural. I'm not going to read Greer Hendricks and Sarah Buchanan again. <gasps> I already knew. How did you know? Because you've said you said this to me. You said this out loud <laughs> to me before you said, well, because we were talking. Well, I think it was when we watched the video and you're like, you know who I would put on my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised, though. I'm not surprised. Yeah, they were a one hit wonder, one hit wonder for me, you know. We'll Just see what they. Off. We'll see what happens next year, and I'll read it if they have another one next year, and see if it's worth your time. See, that's what we got to do. We have to trust. We have to have trusted people read books, and if they say it's good, then I will read it, or then you yeah, will filter, read it. I'll filter their book through you. Exactly. But we read the wife between us at the same time. So good. I actually could predicted part of it, which was awesome. But it was still a really good book. Great twist. Loved it. But that's why it surprised me because you did guess it. So, like, you liked it even though you guessed it? I liked it because I liked what the twist was. Oh, yeah. And then you and I read You Are Not Alone Together, which was their third book. And you had already read An Anonymous Girl, which is their second. And I read An Anonymous Girl recently. I think at the end of July. Beginning of August. And I just got to say... An anonymous girl and you are not alone are not thrillers. Yeah. They're, not, they're just dramatic, but they're not actually thrillers. They're not actually like keep you on your toes the way that the wife between us does. Yeah, for sure. I think I was just disappointed. I was expecting more from them. I was thinking to myself, you know, like, oh my gosh, the wife between us is so good. These next books have to be just as good because it's the same two authors. But I literally just keep getting disappointed and disappointed and disappointed. You know, just like with especially an anonymous girl, I had an idea of where it could go and it would have been so good. And it didn't go there at all. It was boring. It was annoying. And I was done with it. And so I'm just over them. I just wish that they had a little bit more creativity for their future books. But right now I'm just not going to go down that lane again. I just think that I could write better endings to the plots that they're presenting the way that they do it. 
Yeah. Plots are big for you. That's like your biggest. Plots thing. are big. It is. Wow. See, I, I don't think I feel nearly as strongly as you do about them, but I do feel like they are not as, I feel they're kind of running out of steam. Or maybe they're, they're feeling that pressure of I gotta pump some books out, and maybe their ideas aren't fully formed, or or their their books are being taken. And, and no, some of it could even be like edit. No offense to editors, but or publicists, but maybe like they have, maybe they had a different idea, and then they're like, oh, you know what you should do, and then they maybe push them in a different direction. Like you never know behind the scenes, but it's still, it's not fun. Like when the finished product, like their name is. They should, you know, they should be standing behind it because their name is on it. And if they approved of it, then that's a bummer. Yeah. So those are my last, I guess, two authors, but they work together a lot. So you had a half, too. You did four and a half and I'll do four and a half. So my last author is someone I have only read one book by. Oh, interesting. They left that bad of a taste in your mouth. Yeah, well, it's not bad taste. Well, I'll explain myself. The last author that I will not read again is Margaret Atwood. Oh, interesting. I almost put her on my did list. Did you? I did almost. So Maddie and I read Alias Grace by Margaret Atwood. And let me just say, the premise of that book is awesome. The concept of it is amazing. It, doesn't it remind you of The Silent Patient a little bit? It does remind me Very of similar. Um, and so that was my first introduction to her. I read it. I watched the TV show. And it was good. It just wasn't, like, awesome. Isn't Elias Grace TV show? Yeah. On Netflix, oh, I think, no or something idea. like that. Yeah. You should watch it. I just knew about The hand, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. So, so Handmaid's Tales blows up. And I'm like, oh, Margaret Atwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's that thing in me that says, if this is popular, I don't want to be a part of it. And I feel like it could be blown out of proportion a little bit unless people, like, literally swear by, like, how amazing it is. I watched the TV show, which I know we all know TV shows are not the same as the books as we have talked about before. But I watched the TV show and I was enthralled by it. I thought it was really interesting. But then she has the new book that came out, The Testaments, and I just, I don't, I just don't feel any draw to reading them at all, like none at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that is maybe a sign as well of, it's not even like, it's not even like I had a bad experience with her as an author originally, but it's just like I don't really want to again waste my time or spend my, not waste my time, but spend my time reading that. If I'm not like super into it, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, That's your point. yeah, I'm I'm trying to be a little more particular as the rest of the year goes on. I have quite a few books from the library I might not even get around to because I don't even feel super like it, it, like there's the option of it's like if Margaret Atwood's books were the last ones on earth, yes, I would read them, but yes. it's like these library books of like they're sitting there and it's like, do I have to read these? Just because they're here? No, I don't have to just because they're here. But if they're here and I get around to it, that's awesome. Like, I kind of feel that way about my yeah. library books, but I, I, don't, I don't know about. Why was Margaret almost on your list, man? Um, just because of Alias Grace. I wasn't as satisfied with it as I thought it would be. Yeah. And I wish that there had been more of a better conclusion. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I, it's not like a bad book overall, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but definitely not the worst book I've ever read in my life, but it wasn't the most fulfilling. And I feel bad because she's kind of like considered a classic author in a way, like a modern classic author. So I felt kind of bad putting her on the list because there are quite a few classics that obviously I have not enjoyed, but then a lot of classics I have. So I didn't want to put a classic author on there, but she just kept coming up to my mind. And I thought, you know, because she is still like pretty popular and there's still stuff going on with her. I feel like it, it could count. No, that's a fair point, and I'm glad that you included her. It was, I think, a good, fair assessment. Thank you. You're welcome. So anyway, everybody, those are our authors that we will most likely never, ever read again. Unless, for some reason, they have a really stellar book. Yeah, unless we eat our words and we'll be raving about one of these authors in the near future. Who knows? Which is possible. So, speaking of authors that we're reading, what are you reading? Well, right now I'm reading the same book as I was reading last week, which is small, great thing. Boring. Just kidding. I've been very busy. No, I know you're busy. It's not boring. It's a great book. What do you think of it so far? I really, really enjoy it, and I'm really excited to keep reading it, which I'm going to try and do tonight before I go to bed. I'm going to read a book, too, tonight. Oh, my word. We're twins. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But... Yeah, I really like it. I just have not really had a lot of time to read it. Um, Just with life being so busy and, um, yeah, I have not had a whole ton of time to read it. But I am hoping to get a good amount of reading done between today, tomorrow, and a little bit on Saturday, hopefully to finish it. So, but I really do enjoy it. And I think it is a really good book and a really good for for just anyone to read, honestly. Yeah, Small Great Things, Jody Picoult. Mm-hmm. And so, Haley, what are you reading right now? Well, I am hopefully tonight finishing up a book called Until I Met You by Terry Ferris. And I have Ooh. been um, advertising, well, not advertising, promoting her. This is the second book in her series that came out. I got it on Tuesday when it was released. Um, Fancy. Yes. And I really loved her novella and I loved the first book of this series and so when the second book came out I was really excited to dive into it and I'm really liking it so far I like I said earlier there's a little bit of that like relationships like communication just isn't very good and secrets being kept and so I'm not like I'm kind of getting a little tired of that and but the book is about to wrap up so I'm excited to see how that finishes and we'll see how I feel overall of what rating I'm going to give it but I have a pretty good idea of what I think I'm going to do that's great. Yes. But after that, Maddie and I are hopefully going to be reading a book together. Do we want to mm-hmm. share what that's going to be? It's going to be 112263 by Stephen King. <gasps> Finally yeah. diving into Stephen King. I have a feeling we're going to pump this out. Like, I genuinely I really feel like so. it's huge. But I but have, like, also, a feeling it's going to flow. I know. I, I have a good feeling as well. I'm also off for several days in a row next week. So hopefully I can get a good chunk of reading done. Yes. It's exciting. I'm excited to dive into it. And hopefully we will have that book done by this time next week. And we will be talking about a new reads. That would be pretty awesome. Ooh, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into this Litsis episode. Sorry that we're going to have to be going on this uh, Maddie and Haley not in the same location thing again. 
But we're so excited to give you some episodes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for taking a break from reading. Now go flip some pages. Bye. Thank you.